What are you doing? I was looking at the states that won Kanye West folks. <laughs> uh, there were 11. And Tennessee came out hard, 10,000 votes. For Kanye West. For Kanye West. So he wasn't even on the Florida ballot. Is that where he lives? I thought he lives in California. No, I mean, that's where I voted, but he wasn't even a choice. Yeah, it wasn't a choice in Virginia either, where I vote. I think it had to do something with... Uh, he hadn't... Registered? Something about timing. Yeah, I mean, it's... What was it like with Joe Jorgensen? Or, or who was his running mate? It was... Um, oh, I didn't even know he had a running mate. <laughs> was it Rocky or something? <laughs> For some reason, it seems like it's a one-person ticket. No. You know, he's like his own vice president. I, I couldn't even, I have no idea. The only thing I knew was he was on the Rogan podcast talking about that was his uh, <laughs> destiny in life was to run for president or to be president rather. Um, yeah, I saw something where Joe Rogan asked him, uh, you know, as commander in chief, you know, so making military decisions. <laughs> he was like, I'll what find the best you? people. <laughs> so, all right. Taiwan and Syria and Iran. And <laughs> at least the clip I saw just shows him just kind of stare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as if you hadn't thought about as ex- it. As expected. Yeah, I don't know. The I've been intentionally avoiding the news, except for the Kanye West presidential news. In fact, I didn't even think he, I didn't think he was actually running. I thought that was like kind of a joke or whatever, but no, I've been actively avoiding the whole. It was some, it was candidate, it was Rocky De La Fuentes. Is that the guy that makes cigars? I have no idea, but he was. I think Arturo Fuente, that's the, that's the cigar guy. Um, I guess oh, a no. candidate. Rocky Patel and Arturo Fuente. <laughs> Those are both cigar producers. <laughs> So they combine them into one VP. Who is that guy? Is he like a some kind of mogul? Says a business business person. Probably a very woke car dealership or something. It's very woke business person. I like it. Non-binary running mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's the. Um, I had to drive into DC twice this week for a conference and um, I didn't, nothing crazy. It was just like a normal DC traffic. So I was pretty happy that, I mean, people are boarding up Apple stores with like wood and stuff, you know, really messes with the aesthetic, but. I don't really understand that because Apple's not even open. Apple's not open. What do you mean? Their physical store locations have been closed. Oh, those, they're boarding up closed stores? Uh, yeah, they're, they're boarding up closed stores, so. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good point. I mean, yeah, most of the places are like limiting people. I don't know. I guess they're just worried that people are going to break their glass. Although, you know, they're used to that with their phones breaking. <laughs> phone glass, the amount of broken phones I've seen around. <laughs> and they take their take their business to iFixit. Was it you break it, iFixit or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any plans to go out into a city center, but everybody seems pretty chill. I don't see anybody freaking out at this point. I don't know what, what 
again, I think, I don't know, did we talk about this last week? But these people with the Civil War crap are really hilarious. What, what, what are you talking about? Like the, like the concept. Like, so my mom drove up from Texas. Yeah. I think, what's this month? Statues and. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm saying the people who are like, well, dress up. no matter what happens during the election, it's going to be a civil war. Yeah. And so my mom, my, my mom was driving up from, from Houston, you know, months back and she stopped in some place in Tennessee or some, it was just like a, you know, a hotel bar or whatever. And there was some guy at the end of the bar and he was chatting with the bartender and according to her, the bartender's like, well, it's just going to be a big civil war eventually. And the guy, the, it's like an older guy sitting there like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the bartender's like, yeah, you know, once this whole thing goes down, then it's going to be civil war. And it's like, who, who are the sides again? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm lost on who the like, Confederacy here is. Uh, the whole thing's fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I did, I, I did see someone sent me today. It was a screenshot, uh, purportedly of, of Trump's Twitter account, and uh, it was a tweet that they had sent. It was basically the president saying something to the effect of, um, you know, the, the, the presidential election is a fraud and is compromised and. I here now declare myself uh, the chancellor of the executive and emperor for life. Yeah. But you know, I I read it and I'm like, this is such a, it's such an odd phrasing. And then it was real. Somebody wasn't like Photoshopped. And so the, I mean, and the word chancellor, I'm like, is this a call to like Nazi Germany and and Hitler? No, but you're saying that was a real tweet from the real president. So so I, I Googled, I went to, Trump's Snopes or whatever. Oh. And I couldn't find it on there and I, I Googled it and it wasn't hitting any news. I'm like, what? Like, this has to be fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I responded back to the person who sent it to me and I was, I was like, dude, this, this is fake. Oh, he sent it. Oh, so your friend sent it to you thinking it was serious. Yeah. And I'm like, where'd you Oh, my get God. It? Like, well, I just got it online. Online. Otherwise, no, it's Facebook. Like, That's dude, hilarious. This is like straight disinformation. My grandmother sent this to me off of this Facebook. Is what we talk about when it's good to have like a minion in in it somewhere, like or in the corner, like or like a. Why? I mean, if someone my age who is otherwise internet savvy, in the sense that they kind of surf these websites and, and yeah, well, like, if you grew up with it, you'd think you'd be able to tell. Like, have skepticism about the whole thing. I mean, so there's different takeaways, right? There's like, well, why weren't you, yeah, skeptical, but also like the willingness to accept it as as something that could have happened, right? Like, right. You would, I mean, I don't know what that says about about the president, but like, I think that's just like us, us getting older. So, my guess is that like old people, the ones who are still alive, right? All of their friends who were like, what is wrong with y'all? Are all just dead. Like the ones who are still alive and just like sending this shit out and just like, like they're the one, like they're just like oblivious and they're getting scammed all the time. There were all the, they had a bunch of friends that were like, you can't really be this dumb. 
and somehow they're like their idiocy like survived and all of the smart people you know they all died off I, probably I, what happened i don't know, I don't know. Uh, so it's just gonna start happening to us now all our friends like oh my god do you see this thing where like one of my favorites is the um there's like a it's like a picture of tony fauci from when he was like 40 or 50 or whatever he's like 80 80 years old now or something but you know when he's younger let's say and it's like i've been working my whole life to trick a bunch of rednecks into wearing paper masks like you know mission accomplished yeah, <laughs> like, what bad. what kind of leaps of faith do you have to take to think that that's like a goal here i don't know the whole again the i wonder what the hell are we supposed to one of my friends was like oh i can't wait i think this is going to be a uh what is that? Like, it's not contested election. What is it? The one where like uh, it goes to the goes to the Congress. If there's somehow a tie. Yeah. Oh, uh, in the electoral college, I, I don't I don't know. She was she was like pumped. She's like that's gonna be awesome. I was like that sounds terrible. I know. <laughs> that's the opposite of what I want to happen. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, but you want boringness in this process. I mean, I can see that from kind of like, I mean, her perspective was it'd be more fair. People, you know, there'd be less people who are like mad about it. And I was like, I don't know if that's true. I feel like both sides just feel like they were stolen from or something. And I don't know. It'd be like, uh, I th- what'd she say? It was like, oh, it'd be like Mike Pence and Joe Biden. That's who would be elected. Like, that'd be interesting. Is that how that works? I don't. I have no idea. I didn't think it was like a. Well, she said the last time it happened was like when, like back when they were dueling in the Senate. So it was, you know, it was like in the nineteen, you know, like early nineteenth century or some shit, like pre-industrial. This is wild. I'll have to look it up. I can't remember what what it was called. It was like um, a contingent election so i had to, actually I had to look that up i thought i was pretty up on my huh. constitutional stuff but apparently not resulted in a tie between thomas jefferson and aaron burr yeah there you go so that's exactly there's people shooting each other what happens if there's a tie a tie from the tie what happens if the tie results in like a tie in the senate then i think doesn't the doesn't the uh, vice president like tip it like for all Senate things? Yeah, I guess if there's a tie, but for a Senate vote. Um, Sounds like a, either way, it's just going to drag this thing on and we're not going to have a budget ever. Being continuing resolution yeah. forever. The, the presidential, I guess the, the president's spot is a vote by the House. And, and the, the, the VP is left to the Senate? The vice president? The pre- with small Jokerman font? Remember that from the uh, Tim and Eric when they were doing like the president? Like announcing who's who's president or who's running for president. They're like, hey, I appreciate what you said. It's like Tim and Eric running for president. Like, uh, we're going to flip it up. Eric Wareheimer, primary president. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember hearing about this in our in like civics or something. 
It was like a, you know, one point or as a two point question on the midterm. Sure. What happens if there's a tie? Oh, that's so silly. That never happened. Huh. I mean, it's, it's a weird situation because like nobody is like, eh, nobody's like, all right, this is it. This is, this is what we're doing. Everybody's kind of like, really? Like this is, this doesn't feel right. It's like visitation or something. I don't know. It's very parliamentary. I think literally, right? Um, probably not. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought like parliamentary procedures were all the things that were called in in Congress, right? Procedures. Uh, yeah, not like literally like House of Commons Parliament type stuff, but. I don't know. Oh, switching topics. I asked this gal out, but she was wearing a mask. So I don't know what she looks like. I mean, listen. I mean, I only know like this much. She's shook pretty. I mean, like we're gonna go out tomorrow for lunch. Is she gonna reveal the mask? Or what? I don't know. It's, um, we'll see. I didn't. I, I wasn't wearing a mask, so she got the full. She had good energy. <laughs> so that was that was the main thing. But I, I, it, well, I was out to dinner with a friend of mine, and she was like, uh, like you know, doing a bunch of different things, like you know, bringing stuff to tables or seating people, things like that. And she's like zipping around high energy real pretty eyes this type of thing but i have no idea what's under the mask so another mask it's just masks it's like hey why don't you take your mask off oh yeah no oh, same thing is that the new thing is it take your mask off oh hey sit for a minute take your mask off yeah and breathe on me yeah oh, it's gonna be intimate so there's actually um they do open mic nights here in Charlottesville. In Charlottesville, at this. Uh, are there are there com- are there comedians like behind plexiglass? Well, it's in this outdoor. It's an amphitheater. Ah. Park. Um, like no mics or anything. Sorry. Is it? You got a microphone and everything. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gone to a show that I walked past it. Byom, bring your own mic. Or I would, I would think I don't know because I mean that's really. When they talk about karaoke, that's as a vector for transmitting that, like that is shut down the Korean economy. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, you would think that they would have to clean it, seriously clean it, or well, you'd hear these stories from comedians on the road, and they'd go, and like the mic would be full of like, you know, Detroit like tonsil rocks and shit. <laughs> they'd get like mono from the mic. So I would imagine you can get it. I mean, I mean we've done stand up. So yeah, I mean you put you put your, you put your yeah you got to put your face in the mic. That's what I'm doing right now. You like rest it on your chin, basically. Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe I'll come down to Charlottesville and do stand up. I don't have. I'm pretty sure it's it's just open mic. You just show up. On That's what I'm saying. Just go down there and. Yeah. How, what's the percentage of? coronavirus it's got to be like most i mean at this point 
go to an open mic, my expectation is it's like 50% election jokes of 50% coronavirus jokes. Well, that's where, so the, the, re, the way I learned about it was one of the employees at the Y, the YMCA, mm-hmm. um, who I talk to every now and then when I go to the gym. Like the towel guy? Uh, he just, he's like a greeter. Well, I mean, he's, he's it's like Walmart. They have- I mean, the guy has a great memory. He knows everyone's names. Um, but yeah, he, he was telling me, because I asked him, like, from Charlottesville, and he was kind of telling me a story. And then he mentioned how he does uh, open mic nights or his comedy. So you're going to go and he's going to tell a story about this ginger that came into the, this, this crazy, like, Civil War mustache. Well, how this, this crazy guy with the Civil War mustache keeps talking to me. I don't know why he does. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all wearing masks, though. So. Oh, good, good point. Um, you didn't get a clear one yet? Sorry? You didn't get a clear one yet? Clear mask? No. Yeah. There's like, a Wall, there's like a Wall Street Journal article on like how new, it's you know. It's, there's a guy that was doing it at my work, my last work, and honestly, it's kind of awkward. Um, it's awkward to have the clear mask? Yeah, yeah. Why is it less awkward? Because you're not wearing a clear mask. Well, because then it's like, am I supposed to be looking at your lips right now? <laughs> like I can't stop looking at you. Like it's the only thing I can look at. <laughs> look weird. You're like, <laughs> he's just wearing. That's the only part that's clear. Everything else is like shaded. It's like a shade. I don't know. I mean, it could be like clothing. You know, like <laughs> yeah, even like lingerie, right? Where it's like, what is it not revealing and. And it's interesting it is interesting the longer we go the more it's gonna be the more it's gonna like cause all these like second and third order like mental things right it's like you know, I, you know even today when i was at this conference it was just like a handful of people there and we were all you know six feet away or whatever but like who's gonna take it off first you know it's all very like there's like this whole weird dance right so yeah, I mean, I think that'll eventually. I'm sure that would go back to normal at some at some point. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, if you went to if you ever traveled in Asia, people wore masks on the regular. It was like not a thing, like not a problem. Well, I would hope that some of that stuff would linger, and that well, if you're sick, don't come to work. I mean, I, I was yeah, I was at a meeting. This was, I mean, before COVID times, but just standard flu right and you got this mm-hmm. this fairly um like senior person at a meeting who's sick and it's obvious they're sick they're just like sniffling coughing mm-hmm. sneezing and, and blowing their nose and this and this yeah. meeting of like a confined small <laughs> room and you got other people it's just so normal it, it's normal because there's an expectation of like you you come to work like if yeah you know, you're sick you're obviously sick you you're still conscious and Presumably, like you can put together thoughts. And- it's very, very uh, American. Hey, if you have any cognitive ability, you should be <laughs> at work. This whole concept of like take time off if you need is insane. I do. I remember I got kicked. So when I was in Iraq, I got kicked out of our skiff because I worked in our in our secure facility. For the for those listening that don't know what a skiff is, which there's nobody listening, but it's okay. Anyway. So I, I got like a cold or whatever. It was just like a day, but 
our commander came in and he's like, are you sick? And I was like, no, I'm all right. You know, I mean, with the, <laughs> it's like, uh. He's like, you need to get the fuck out of here before you make everybody sick and we have to like stop operations. So, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a legitimate thing that we should be doing. That it's not toxic work environment where you, I mean, yeah, hopefully that changes or we just never go back to the workplace. Although I do know a lot of people that are like really not, are not handling not being at work. Like we have all, we have all these employees are like, I want to be playing ping pong. This is crazy. I can't be not just like me just sitting around. I can't play ping pong with myself. I'm like, all right, well, I guess it is a perk. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, people want social interaction, even if it's just work, work friends. Well, the first thing I was going to, so before I made the coronavirus testing site, I was like, why don't I just make like a ping pong site? We could play live ping pong. And then I was like, oh, that's actually extremely hard to do. Like to do to build a live ping pong game because like the latencies and all this stuff it's insanely hard. What happened with the testing site? It's still going. I don't. I don't. I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but Senator Warren took our data and like used it for a report on on. Uh, what was the website? FindCovidTesting.com. It still updates every day. But the, so the assumption that we made was at the, this is at the very beginning. It's like February, right? So the assumption we made was, okay, everybody's going to assume that the right way to go about this is we're going to test a bunch, right? And so people are going to know what their status is. And if they get exposed or they think they're exposed, they're going to go get tests. And if they're not, then, you know, it's all good. And if they are, then they just quarantine and we can kind of move on with our lives. That went out the window like so quickly. I mean, just no, like the whole testing thing fell apart completely. Yeah. So, so we're still tracking it. And like now you can just go to CVS and get a test, which is great. But have you tried that? Have I tried the CVS test? No. Yeah. You have to, I mean, you got to order it like through, you know, like everything, like every other kind of test, but I haven't needed to. Yeah, Charlotte's Souls has quite a number of drive-through free testing sites. Oh, they're free? Yeah. Because all the students or what? Um, not, it's not even student testing. It's just, I mean, it's UVA Health and local health system, but it's just community. It's free. Um, oh, that's good. I wonder what the numbers are like there then. I, don't, I keep hearing, like again, I don't really do news, but... I keep hearing about like spikes and like record this and record that. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's increases. I, I think for Charlottesville, it's pretty, it's been somewhat neutral. I think the only bump has been from students. Well, I listened to, so on, I do every once in a while, I'll catch the PBS news hour clips on YouTube yeah. and they interviewed one doctor or whatever. And he's like, it's about to get really bad. Like, Oh shit, man. Like what's about to get bad? Well, people are going to Thanksgiving and Christmas and you're going to kill your grandmother and all this kind of stuff, which is like, yeah, I mean, I've, we've heard that. Yeah. I think that's possible, but I don't know. I, I mean, there's, 
part of that is just the, the also just the regular flu, right? Sure. Influenza, whatever. And but at the same time, I mean, the numbers of that are lower and going to be lower because people are already practicing right general preventative measures. So um, it's all very exhausting. But just imagine, like, if we had never, if if, so, if like nobody had figured out the concept of like vaccines or any of that stuff, if Louis Pasteur like you know never invented penicillin and like you know yeah. all this mess, I can't even imagine. I, I assume like our total like risk risk in the system would be so much higher. Just generally, like we just wouldn't have air transport <laughs> or like buses. <laughs> like trains or like most of the industrial stuff just wouldn't exist. Did you see all the new Eric Andre shows? No, (laughs) I just saw that one clip I sent you, but I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen the full episodes. I'm guessing they're up. Yeah, there's, I haven't, I saw the first two. They're what you'd expect. I mean, they're good. The Hannibal Burris is in the first episode, then he quits the second episode. I want to say he quits. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, he's not on the second episode. He's on the second episode for the story, or is it? Well, if he's back for the third episode, that'd be interesting, but I haven't seen that. But it's what you'd expect from the Eric Andre show, it's all the same type of stuff. Oh, and I saw the Borat movie, that is bananas. Uh, I, I started watching the the beginning, and then um, it, was a little, it was a little hectic. I, I just couldn't really pay attention. You, you mean the movie was hectic, or like there was something going on in your house? I mean, it's just both. It's just kind of is too much chaos in the show. It seems. I mean, I, I've seen some of the stuff they put out behind the scenes where he's escaping from, you know, basically a riot i mean that's like how he hasn't been arrested for inciting a riot for like any of his you know whatever they're called uh pranks and things he's not inciting a riot i mean he's saying things that (laughs) incite people sure otherwise the signs are riot well you know what i mean whatever i mean yeah you're the lawyer but causing general chaos he just gets kicked out of places it's just funny like he doesn't get arrested he's kicked out and he gets chased out by yeah that's true by people freaking out true there was some there was a couple parts that were just i was dying laughing i can't remember exactly what they were at this point but they were very they were they were very surprising Hmm. oh i i remember one of them so he's you know, of course, his character is just this bumbling idiot, basically, who's, you know, totally not versed in the world. So anyway, so he goes to like a cell phone shop to buy a cell, to get a cell phone and the guy's showing him. So he's, <laughs> so he's going, he's looking at like, he's just doing internet searches, right? He's got it connected to like a, t- a giant TV in this cell phone shop. And so he searches like a uh, uh, thick cream pie or something like this, right? And so, of course, you know, Pornhub pops up and he clicks on it. He's like, 
what is this? It's like, you can see naked ladies. And he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. He's like, takes the phone and like goes. And so the guy is standing there like, oh my God, what the hell? And of course, it's still connected to the TV. <laughs> so you, know, you can see him like, you know, searching and scrolling. And, th- and so the guy is like, well, I, get, I think he's getting the hang of it. <laughs> it's just like these poor bastards that have to deal with him. What was the deal with the Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I watched that. I watched that part, but you know, taking the best interpretation of yeah. it is still bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the best interpretation is he and this supposed young girl go back into the bedroom to like have a whiskey drink. That's already you're over the line, in my opinion. Like. Yeah, what are yeah. you doing like what are you doing right forgetting all like okay sure he leaned back to like take his microphone out or whatever you know, like lay down on the bed and then you know borat busts in he shouldn't have been in that situation to begin i mean think about it that's just not a situation you want to be in no matter what it's just inappropriate across the board and yet everybody's out here like well he didn't actually like pull his dick out it's like well if that's the bar <laughs> that's a pretty low bar I mean, I'm not sure what like we're arguing over here. It's like, yeah. I mean, he's not elected anymore, and I don't know if anybody takes him seriously anymore. He doesn't hold the public office. Correct. I don't know who pays him. Out of what? He's got to be. If I, I feel like he's got to be independently wealthy at this point, right? Yeah, and I mean, he operates as Trump's personal lawyer, so Trump has some. Is he still? I thought he was like fired from that a long time ago. I think he still acts as a. Some type of advisor, like a personal attorney and advisor. You think he's getting paid by Trump, though? Well, I, I, I feel like that's a hard invoice to collect on. Some like retainer? Uh... Uh, who knows? I mean, because, yeah, I think Trump's going to be like, yeah, I'm just not going to pay you this month. What's he going to do? He's not going to sue him. I mean, he's just like, oh, shit. All right. Well, I guess, I guess I'm not getting paid. Because Giuliani's still doing press conferences and kind of like press circuits and on behalf of the president. So, oh, he's still doing those like he's still doing Fox something. or CNN or whatever. Huh. I don't even know. Again, I don't keep track of this stuff. It's just too. It's too much crap. And was, he might be an advisor and attorney to the Trump campaign. So whatever, like campaign monies would pay him right well either way how old is he anyway he's gotta be like 70 right i think he's just older um, isn't he old is i thought he was like older than trump there was something about like his daughter saying she's like dude my dad is always drunk <laughs> or was she the one that was like i know this guy don't vote for him or something like that He's 76. Yeah, okay. Uh, How about, so John Mulaney did this Saturday Night Live opening, and he's like, all right, it's the geriatric playoffs or whatever for, <laughs> for, the, for the election. Like, one old white guy versus other old white guy. It's like, okay, that sounds right. At least one of them's got a diverse lineup. <laughs> Yeah, so it was Michael, I guess it was Michael Cohen 
He was in jail. Giuliani's drunk all the time. Oh my god. What was his role anyway, Cohen? Uh, I think the same thing. He had been Trump, the president's longtime personal lawyer. Who's got a personal lawyer? Is that a regular thing? I mean, people have retainers and people have. Is that, but I mean, I've had retainers too, like for my company. I had a lawyer on retainer, but that's for my company. Yeah. Not for like me personally. I mean, if you hear what, at least what Cohen states that he did, he did a lot of probably non legal things. Oh, well, okay. I mean, you want your lawyer to be doing non. Oh, you're saying like Trump was doing non legal things? I'm saying both. He was doing things that weren't necessarily like litigation or law, but. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. He was advising on like maybe you shouldn't do that because it might be illegal. Or um, he was advising on that. I'm saying he was like. I mean, I or just doing whatever. You look at the case, at least at what Cohen has talked about, you know, at least stated that he did right, where he's paying. He paid. Um, what was her name? Dest. Uh, oh. Uh, the porn star lady yeah so he had he's the one who paid paid for her um silence um i mean he's doing stuff like that right non-disclosure agreement uh what was her name like it was very popular i should know stormy, it. stormy daniels stormy daniels there you go official name yeah he made it like one hundred and thirty thousand. I think Cohen complained that he never got paid back for it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I to, I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side there, Mikey. <laughs> I got lunch. Jeez. <laughs> uh, huh. I don't know. I don't know anymore. The Tim Heidecker special is pretty good too. He did like a whole one man show stand up thing. He's really been, I mean, he's milked this character 20 years now or something. Yeah. And people are still falling for it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess they haven't had, I mean, if people are still falling for the Borat stuff, I mean, there's no hope for anybody else who's like trying to pull a, pull a prank or like gag on somebody. Yeah. I mean, I guess I try to remember like, even if it's just broad culture, but you think of internet culture or media, we all live in these these silos that we think everyone everyone is in it with us. Yeah. Um, like, how could you possibly not know that that's what's going on? I'm like, I of mean, course, it's probably like, not like super. Well, so an example would be someone was telling me that something like eighteen percent of the world, uh, which is very broad, right? Like, it's the broadest thing. It's the, population of the earth only 18 percent is on the internet uh, no 18 percent. no like it i thought i thought the number was it's like depending on what you count as the internet right yeah and this was a person who's involved in uh, like media and marketing and that, that was at least the the number that they were using uh, i mean i'm sure it's not oh what was the number oh so i remember so facebook came out with their like monthly active user numbers and it was like 2 billion people or something. Or it was more than that. It was a lot. It was like, you know, yeah, it was like two and a half something billion people. And somebody was like, oh, well, that's for all the people who could be on the internet. That's like 75% of the people who 
are on the internet or on some kind of connected thing. Whereas like in those, in some places, the internet is just Facebook because Facebook ran their, you know, free plus whatever it is. They just subsidize their service. Yeah. 18% seems low. I mean, just, <laughs> just Googling Like the first thing that comes up says 50, 57% of the world has internet access in some, in some way. Yeah. I mean, go try to find like a regular email out there right now. It's like, you don't need a string of numbers behind it. Yeah. At least half the world has. A cafe. They go to the internet cafe. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, but okay. All those people are not watching Tim Heidecker live. Or, <laughs> you know, Bird Up or whatever. So, it's true. But these people only operate in, like, New York City. I mean, you don't ever see... I mean, it's not like these pranksters are going to, you know, some, well, I guess what Borat does, he goes to, you know, some podunk place. I think he did a bunch of that stuff in Texas, which is funny. Yeah. Being from Texas and all. I was surprised because he would just walks, like one of the things, he just walks up to this guy coming out of a beer, like a liquor store. He's like, I'm lost. I don't know, like, where to, I don't have any place to stay. Can I stay with you? <laughs> and he holds up with this guy for like a week. It seemed like it was the first person he approached, but I mean, I it, maybe it was the thirtieth. I don't know, but still, there's a lot of generous, you know, generous people out there. Oh, it's fair, right? But you know, that's a pretty, it's a pretty good record. It was just like walk up to somebody and stay with them for a week. It was at least a week. Yeah, they did a lot there because they had to, in order to get the Giuliani interview, they had to get. The actress lady, they just like start their own little media company, right? And she was hired, quote unquote, hired by this media company. And that's how she got the interview. So it wasn't like some throwaway accident thing. They set up this whole like organization seemingly with the intent to get one of these interviews. Yeah. Like that. So it's not like... Trivial yeah, easy. Um, Cohen as Ollie G. Remember, like the original Ollie G. Oh yeah. Series he had, he had a one-on-one interview with, with Trump. Yeah, I mean he had. This is way back Bro- in the day. Yeah, I mean, but if you see the clip, it's like just a minute, and Trump's clearly just blowing the dude off. Well, I mean, he he quickly realizes that this is just a joke, right? Yeah. Um, I think he was trying to sell him on a ice cream glove. It was either the ice cream glove or ice cream. it was the ice the cream floating glove. skateboard. No, it was the ice cream glove. He was talking to like some head, huge head fund manager about the the uh, hoverboard. I watched that clip not long ago. <laughs> but Ali G got like some real interviews. I mean, they did Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did uh, Pat Buchanan, Boutros Ghali. Back when he was still relevant, he's dead now or something. But all these people like take you know, if they took him seriously, I figure they'd value their time better than that. But who knows? I think it's a bait and switch thing. You know, like BBO show. I think it was on BBC. 
I don't know, maybe it was HBO, but I, you know, it's over in is in Britain. Yeah. I mean, people are going to take whatever agent you have or invitation directly you get. And you think back then, especially you weren't, there wasn't just a bunch of YouTube videos. True. I mean, you really were limited to some type of cable or program. Yeah. And if you had like some kind of credential, then it would work. I guess it still kind of works with some kind of credential, especially with all these like goofball news organizations now that are just like popping up at an OAN or whatever, some kind of crap like that. Uh, Is that on terrestrial radio? OAN? Yeah. I don't know. Like, Do they have a radio on? Yeah, like, you know, you tune to whatever on the dial. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, have you ever watched it? No, I haven't. I've only heard about it. I, and I, I saw some clips from, like, the uh, the White House correspondent from OAN. Have you seen those? I mean, I've seen the channel directly, but not... But doesn't does does it show their like uh, White House correspondent during the the press conferences and stuff? Oh, I haven't seen any press conferences. Man. Yeah, so if you watch the if you watch a press conference with like the where it cuts to like the OAN person asking a question, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, excuse me, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Jenny, whatever, I love you, like love you guys, like what's going on, you know? How great are you? Are, are you the greatest? Yeah, or, yeah, or exactly. The greatest ever. Like, and you know they always do these like non-question like preface type of things like so you know many people out there saying you're the best president ever how would you respond to somebody who disagrees with that it's like oh, this is a really good question this is a fantastic question you know i'm really glad that you know you guys are here asking the hard-hitting questions because <laughs> you know everybody else is bullshit yeah like, what are you doing and you can so if you watch it like on c-span or whatever you can see the other reporters from like Al Jazeera or whatever and they're just like they just like cock their head and look at them like what is happening right now it's just, they're just baffled right <laughs> that's the only thing I saw from the OAN I mean it's it's so close to Onion News Network which is ONN which is not and it's not real but there it is so I don't know I guess they're making money who knows yeah I mean it's Cable. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of those now. Like, so if you listen to the like conservative talk, like Mark Levin, and those types, like, oh yeah, you can catch us on some channel four thousand or whatever, and it's just this whole, it's just a whole channel of Glenn Beck and you know Mark Levin and Michael Savage, and, you know, it's basically all these like conservative talk radio dudes that got a TV channel. What is Glenn Beck doing? I don't know. He like freaked out there a couple years ago. He, was he fired from Fox or he left Fox? Or? Was he on Fox? Was that what it was? He had like a big show on Fox? Yeah. I mean, that was his thing. Was... Well, he had, so he started as like a shock jock. And I used to listen to him at on 740 KPR, KPRH in Houston, which is like the local talk station. Yeah. And he was just like a goofball dude. That, you know, he'd do politics and stuff, but it wasn't like heavy duty stuff. And then, yeah, you're right. He got the Fox show and like went but went ballistic. There was something maybe a year or so ago where 
he kind of reflected on his time as a type of personality and it was somewhat self-aware introspective yeah. i mean I, I mean obviously there was there was still some like it was still self-interested oh yeah saying and doing uh, the internet yeah. said he's the ceo of the blaze oh there you go that was hard-hitting news rags the blaze yeah, he, I guess he started that when he got booted off of Fox or something. Is that what it is? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the channel, the Blaze channel. And it's, come on, it's like you're just, the Blaze. <laughs> I feel like they're not even trying. With the name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Blaze Media. Yeah, it's a whole like video podcast. People even go to the Dredge Report anymore. Does it still look the same, like it did in like 1996 or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was his claim to fame? Like he broke the Monica Lewinsky story or something? I think that's what it was. What was that? 96. Yeah. I mean, how long can you ride that train, the Dredge Report? Yeah, it's one thing. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it looks the same. I used to. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it, I suppose. The font changed. Oh, yeah, they went with Courier New. Blaze has uh, Louder with Crowder. Isn't that uh, one of these YouTube guys, like super conservative YouTube dudes? He was the one that would... Um... Is he like a change my mind person? Okay, so is he? So he's the guy sitting at the table yeah. with the meme or whatever. Yeah. What was he trying to change people's mind on? What was like the original? Do you remember? No idea. No idea. Something dumb. I mean, it was, it was so bad that he got memed, I suppose. I mean, there's at least like 30, 40 podcasts featured on this place. Back to the too many podcast thing. <laughs> what happened to your buddy? I thought you were going to invite. Uh, who was it? Another Andrew. What does he do? He's another lawyer. He's a lawyer. Uh, he has a uh, a non profit that does. I, mean, I think it's it, it's primarily a digital. I don't know how to actually describe it. Maybe you D should come on and describe it. Digital nonprofit. Yeah. You invite him on next week. Still want to do it every week? Digital Justice Foundation. What does that mean? Like somebody post your nudes online, he can come help you out with it? Uh, individual rights in digital spaces. There you go. Very clear. Well, we can have him on and he can describe how he protects digital rights in digital spaces. The robots, man. Oh, does he work on robot rights? Robot rights. Someone was asking me about that recently. Like, well, how do robots create morals or how do they come up with their own morals? I'm like, oh, they don't. <laughs> That's not a thing. 
Yeah. Well, so my son was asking me, he's like, he asked me a, a really hard question. He's like, so how would we know if somebody created a robot that looked exactly like a human? Yeah. I was like, well, I guess you'd have to take it apart. He's like, no, but what if, you know, it was exactly like a human? Like, well, you're asking a pretty deep philosophical question here, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a, it's a good question, actually. Like a throwaway comment on some, some online thread and story, but it was, it was kind of talking about that idea. And someone gave this basically like a fictional anecdote of the future. And it's like, you're buying milk at the grocery store and this person next to you, uh, like, Hey, how are you doing? And like, you know, this weird casual conversation and you kind of bump into each other. And, mm -hmm. um, they immediately are like, Hey, like you're buying that milk. Like, have you thought about getting milk over at, you know, whatever, whatever store, like here's a coupon. It's like, yeah, this again, it's like one of those like dumb, like, it's like a pop-up ad. Yeah. <laughs> and the person just for, like, get out of like go away and they're like no no i'm real like what are you talking about man like <laughs> and it's like the eight me ends with the person. hey buddy i think chappelle sure did that remember that <laughs> remember she, like she, yeah chappelle did that in, like the early 2000s like, walking through the mall and this guy go hey buddy hey wait, hey buddy what's going on like you want to <laughs> make your dick four thousand times bigger he's like whoa what the hell like what are you talking about <laughs> oh, like internet swim yeah, it was like, what if the internet were a real place? That's that's what he says. Uh, always relevant, Dave Chappelle. I think the most unrealistic part of that story is people still buying milk in the year, whatever, 2100. Miss synthetic milk. Yeah. I went to my buddy. I, was, I got a friend in Colorado. And uh, I went over to his place for breakfast. And he's like, you know, he started to coffee. He's like, hey, uh what kind of milk or you want milk with it? It's like, sure. Well, all we've got is almond milk. Like I never thought I would have heard. I never thought that would be like a thing. Like the only, the only kind of milk we've got is almond milk and they're not vegan or anything. Yeah. He's like a regular dude. So. Do you not, what do you mean? Do you kind of drink milk? I mean, just like in my coffee, you know, like creamer or whatever. That's it. Yeah. But no, I mean, What's the last time you had like a glass of milk? Today. <laughs> really? Just like by itself? It's like serial killer shit. Like dinner. You had a glass of milk with dinner? Like a yeah, like a steak and broccoli and like a glass of milk with uh, no with no LSD or vodka in it or anything. Just <laughs> pizza. I mean, normally I pizza yeah. and milk. Holy shit! That's in milks with uh, coffee, but. Every now and then. What kind of milk? Just like whole whole milk. That's insane. I never heard of I never heard of an adult drinking a glass of milk. <laughs> Unless it's like with hot wings, you know, it's like spicy, something like you're doing like a hot ones challenge or something. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because that, that was an interesting show for a while. And what you'd what what would happen is people would, you know, they'd eat the spicy and they'd be chugging milk. Yeah. And at the end of the show, they're just like, they feel sick. And I'm like, it's because you just drank a fucking gallon of milk, homeboy. Uh, nobody pieced, nobody seemed to piece that together, I don't think. <laughs> like, it wasn't like the hot wings, yes, it burns your face off, but you feel bad because you just had a gallon of milk. 
Is it gallon challenge? We had a guy do that at the academy. You did it all the time. And it was pretty horrifying because he just threw up right afterward. Yeah, hey, you're guaranteed to throw up. Is it a guarantee? Like, is it like if there's the body cannot accept that much? Um, your body can't. Your stomach's not large enough to hold a gallon. Well, what's with the uh, Japanese like hot dog eater guy? That's got to be a gallon of hot dogs. I mean, it's not a maybe in weight, but not not in like volume. Hmm. I don't think I'm gonna push. I don't, I'm not gonna test that one. What about water? You drink a gallon of water at once? No. I get. I, I guarantee we can find somebody on the internet that's done it without throwing up, right? Um, you can uh, put out a call. Yeah, uh, if you, let us know in the comments. Email if you've drank a gallon of milk and not thrown up. I don't know where you're gonna email. Apparently on uh, Spotify, you can like send a message or something. I don't know where it goes. Yeah. I figure out this call-in thing. I think we had four views on the last episode, which is like me and my mom. Like me three times and my mom listened to it. <laughs> Can you see who watched it or listened? No, it's just like a total numbers. It's just the audio, right? Yeah. Generally, the stomach can hold only a half a gallon. What about like, it's just like, does not, it just stops, it doesn't go in the intestine at all? Well, that's when you're your body forces you to throw up. Oh, because it's just full. Yeah. I got a I got I got a feeling. Gallon challenge. Success. This is a strategy. Well, I mean you do the, it over a period of time. I think well, I'm, okay. I mean, sure. Give me a day and I can drink a gallon of milk. <laughs> I mean, when, in college, you only saw people do it within like five, ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to sit here for an hour and watch you drink milk. Like you said, people watch anything. Uh, now they do. But... AS, all you have to do is put like ASMR <laughs> on it and be like, be a hot woman. ASMR or vomiting? Yeah, well, just be ASMR. Watch me drink milk, and it, you know, if you have like a cute girl with like a crop top, I'm sure spaghetti, you know, spaghetti uh, strap type of thing. Look, there's all tons of videos. People like uh, success. This guy took did it in four minutes, no breaks. This guy's skinny too. Oh wait, five minutes. All right, there he goes. Five minutes, 40 seconds. He did it. I guess, is there like a statute of limitations on like when you have, like if you throw up 10 minutes later, like it doesn't count? I don't know. I don't think there's any, but there's probably no extra rules to it. What was that uh, in Texas? There was that steakhouse. Up. I looked that up the other day. So I looked at it. I looked, I don't know what it was called, but it was like the 78 ounce I think it was like a 78 ounce steak or something, which is just egregious. Yeah, but it's it's not just that. It's like also a shrimp cocktail. A, oh, really? A bread roll. Well, if you go back in the archives, which are all like PDF archives, 
you see our like five of our classmates like on there. Yeah, that's how like I'm, in yeah. a row. And and I think and it had like Dave won by like an hour. Everybody else was like an hour behind him. Maybe Amarillo is that where? I don't know. I was like Texas, like Texas. Yeah, my my point was those those guys that did that, they they train and stretch their stomach for about a month before that challenge. You're saying the the people like the people we know. Yeah. So I remember like they were all drinking mass amounts of water. One dude was eating like several dozens of eggs every day. Like they're all eating these big one-time meals and then drinking constant water to keep their stomach expanded. But they all, they all threw up. So, I mean, the challenge is- They did all throw up. I remember that. You have to eat it and not throw up before you're done. But yeah, I mean, you you finish, it's like, oh, everyone congrats. And then they all ran to the bathroom at some point and then threw up. Yeah, let's see. So, when would that have been? 2009? 72-ounce steak, yeah. Yeah, so I got the list here. So, let's see here. That was... Yeah, there they are. So, numbers 8,494 to 8,496. Huh. Yeah. Just on there. I mean, how many people have done this? It's got, I mean, I don't know. Go to whatever the most recent one is. But I mean, if you look like, okay, so Dave Trier, he did it in 17 minutes. (laughs) Everybody else is like one, you know, 59 minutes. That's hilarious. Get a comment? Yeah. I love meat. Uh, there you go. Oh. This I like this guy. I wanted I've wanted to do this for 34 years. Imagine that. And how old was he? 54 years old. So he's 20. Imagine that. So you're 20 years old and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna set a goal. I'm gonna eat this 72 ounce steak. And for the next 34 years, that's gonna be like on my list. I feel like I'm setting my bar too high. Oh, this guy, you know, shout out to, um, shout out to Tony Shannon. My wife, Betty is fine. That's what he went with. That's his comment for the record books. Wow. So let's see 2020 to present. Who's done it. They must keep it pretty updated. So most recent entrant number 9,872. There you go. So almost 10,000 people have eaten. Okay, so it's that's a free 72-ounce steak. How much does a 72-ounce steak cost? It's got to be on their menu, right? Well, I, I mean, they tell you if, if you don't finish. Yeah, I mean, you got to buy it. Right, and I think it's like, it was like 70 bucks or something. Right. It's got to be. Oh, yeah, there you go, $72. So, so they've, so it's almost $72,000 they've given away in steak, which I guess that's not how much it costs them. It's probably half of that. At least the first, so the first guy, Eli on January 1st, 1965. Look at that. 1965. Comments are weird. It just says. Played for new. Oh, so 
This guy ate it three times. <laughs> like an NFL player. Yeah, so basically, so look at the first, like all of, so it was all like, oh yeah, so it's the same dude. Eli, he went back three times to do it. Maybe he was just broke. Maybe we can get him on the show. It's a good idea. I wonder if he's still alive. Yeah. I mean, that was almost 50 years ago. Yeah. Did he spell his name wrong? Eli? Yeah, he spelled his name wrong. Or somebody spelled his name wrong because if you Google him, it's got an E at the end. Um, Eli? E-L-I-E. That's hilarious. Oh, I found it. It's a Facebook entry. Ellie. He did an interview on like uh, some old show. That's interesting. That was back like NFL draft. I remember it. So I heard, oh man, it was like on NPR something months ago. It was talking about like the first NFL draft. Like nobody wanted to do it. Like they were bringing people in from all over the country. And like, and you know, they're like, oh, you're like, why would I want to play football for a living? Like, it doesn't even make sense. I didn't get, they didn't get paid like hardly anything at that point. Oh, so you're saying this guy was drafted in the NFL? Well, I mean, he's the, there's, he's in Chantilly. What? In Chantilly, Virginia. Probably a different guy. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, there's like way too much information on this guy that I just found on the internet. No, a different guy. Anyway. Yeah, find him and see if you can get, get him on the show. So tell us about the uh, steak eating contest. Yeah, that's weird. It is an odd thing, if you think about it. Eating 72 ounces of steak? Yeah, that there would be a competition to just eat steak. I mean, there's a lot of competitions to eat stuff. True. But like in the 60s, was that a thing? Yeah. I mean, how long is the Nate's Nathan's hot dog thing? I don't know. That probably goes back away. Nathan's hot dog. I mean, because it's what was it? It was for what a decade. That <laughs> one dude. I'm looking at the recent ones, and this this one guy's comment is just pushing his YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Come watch me eat other stuff. There was that dude on uh, YouTube way back in the day that just used to eat stuff. Shoe nice. You know what I'm talking about? Eat a lot of stuff. Yeah, he just eat like deodorant sticks, or like he just like chug a bottle of vodka, or he like eat. Um, that's what. So this person, I checked out her YouTube channel, and it's just her eating lots of food. Oh, cause so it's like ASMR. Like, watch me like eat food. It's ASMR, but it's like a, like a gallon of boba. Oh. Like this, the pearl, those little 
tapioca pearls. Yeah. I mean, she has almost 400,000 followers. What? Oh, I wonder if she like went there to do it. I think that's for the show. Probably a video on here of her doing, yeah, Texas tour. What is it? Put the, drop the link in. 10 pounds of ice cream? Oh. What is this? Where I got it. Now I got to see it presented on your screen or whatever. Oh, I guess you can't. Yeah, see, it's a cute woman. It's exactly what I it's exactly what I expected. Now I'll pull it up. Hang on. Raina. How do you sell how do you say the last name? Uh, Wong. What is it? She's super skinny too. Yeah, that's no joke. No, I don't want to join as a member. Two foot long hot dog. Of course, the two foot long hot dog eating contest is the number one thing. This is ridiculous. It's a lot of 10 pounds. 10 pounds of shawarma, 10 pounds of ice cream. Maybe it's like best for the uh, algorithm. 12 pounds of beef. Jeez. Where's the steak one? Jeez. Yeah, 385,000 subscribers just watching this gal eat whatever. Ah, oh, it's bananas. I mean, I guess there, when we had, there was network shows that were the same thing, right? Man versus food was that kind of original challenge show. Here, let's see if I can. Oh man. World famous 72 ounce steak. Oh, that's a Texas place. Yeah. What? This is the same one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah, man. When you do the challenge, you, you sit in the center of the restaurant. Oh, it's like up on a stage or something? On the stage. Yeah, there she goes. Make sure uh, make sure it's cooked the way you want. It's like, ah, excuse me, uh, <laughs> this is not, uh, you're going to have to send this back. I don't know about this. And you see that guy like in the background making sure you're not cheating. They have like he's got two giant drinks. Hey, you're right. They've got like a shrimp cocktail or big potato, (laughs) like salad. Look at her mouth. She's just like. All right, let's let's go forward here. (laughs) Look at that. She's yeah. So like you do have you have to eat all this shit. Did this guy finish? 23 minutes wow okay well i just don't i mean so you remember the the man versus food guy so 
he definitely yeah. weight during the show and i think he had talked about somewhat lifelong health complications <laughs> no kidding he's got like some kind of ridiculous diabetes now because he just he ate like a, like a small healthy well like in terms of like weight like seemingly healthy i just can't imagine eating that in like these quantities of food unless your digestive system is just it's not it's not doing what it's supposed to do so it's just like a pass it's just like a passageway that's not actually absorbing anything i don't know it just it just seems insane do, I don't, do other countries do this shit too i don't think i've ever seen russian i'm sure I don't know. Some of the stuff seems like unique to the U.S. Watch these Bolivians eat 15 pounds of pickled cabbage. Whatever. I don't even know. All right. What else? Got anything interesting? So you listened to the last episode? Yeah. I don't think I listened to the whole thing. I cut, I edited the first just like chunk, whatever, of sound, silence out, but yeah, I'm not that. promoting it really. Did you put it, did you tell anybody or whatever? No, not really. Hmm. It's just, it's just a good hangout anyway. Yeah, well, this is the first time I've talked to anyone today. Oh, really? You didn't have to talk to anybody for class? Uh, I didn't have class today, so. Oh, did they, was it like off for a, well, election day was yesterday. Um, yeah, it's just timing. I just was just doing uh, research, so. Hmm. Which is a lot of TV watching. Guys. Well, get your friend to come on. I'll see if I can get this like steak eater guy. I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll talk to uh, Andrew. Um, see, uh, see what the scope he can talk to. Cause I'll, I'll try to think up some like topics next time too. You got some interesting stuff. Invite your girlfriend. She can talk about tattoos or not tattoos, piercings. Sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know anything about piercing. I was listening to the so Brian Redband was the guy who like helped Rogan get on like his podcast and stuff. And he was talking about that kind of the beginning of their whole thing, which obviously that was like early days. Like nobody's really podcasting. And he said they didn't have anything. I mean, Joe Rogan was already a big, you know, star. So he had like a following and whatever, but he said they didn't have anything until the, until like their 10th episode. And then it was just like gangbusters. So I doubt that uh, we'll have the same. Not that it really matters, but it would be interesting. Yeah. Unless you want to start reviewing podcasts. No. I don't listen to enough of them. I don't think it's like... I think part of the idea is just like have a have a place other people can come and be like, oh, this is interesting. I'm part of the, I'm part of the conversation, but you're not. Whoever those other people are, but call in for sure to the call in number we don't have. <laughs> that would be good. It's not like you can set it up to this number. 
How would we advertise the number? I mean, that would be the thing. Well, the, the, the stuff I've seen that did it was it was more of like an experimental. Yeah. Sense that like that they were sitting there, like we would be sitting here all night as people just, just like waiting. Yeah, I don't have time for that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do, so good for them, but. I don't know. And the WTF podcast, it was like um, he just started calling his buddies like random. Like, yeah, we don't know what this is, but uh, tell me about your just interview like random comedians, you know? Yeah. And then years later, President Obama, which I thought was funny because at this point, it's kind of like Johnny Carson or like any of these you know, talk shows because people are always going on there because they're releasing something. It's like they got a new book or it's like, you know, it's like if you, if you listen to like, if you watch Conan or any of these, the only reason these celebrities go on there is because they got a new movie coming out or whatever. And that seems like what it is now for these popular podcasts is that somebody's. I don't listen to Joe Rogan, but that's what I had seen as. Because didn't like Spotify buy, buy the, the show? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal was, but it was like a hundred million dollars or something. So it's like Matthew McConaughey's on there. Yeah, pitching his book. Pitching his book. And... But the thing you see, okay, and then you see McConaughey on Stern, and he's on Conan, and it's like they're doing the rounds or whatever. So is Howard Stern still? Yeah. So, you know, he changed his format, whatever it was, like 10 years ago to be like really like, you know, intense and kind of more like less of the show your tits type of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually pretty good. But yeah, he's still doing it. And then there was like Opie and Anthony and then that turned into more of a serious thing. So I think there's a wave. There's going to be a new wave. I want us to ride the wave of come town podcast, which is just like, there's, you know, nobody's promoting anything and you're not, you don't have a position like Dan Carlin's like hardcore history or like, you know, any of these others, which are trying to tell something. I stuff that those are boring. It's like, I'm not trying to like, I like the Bill Burr Monday morning podcast. Cause he's just like, I don't know how he does it. It's just one dude. Yeah. It's just him. And he, like a lot of times it's just sport. It's like him talking about some sports he watched, which whatever, that's fine. Talks but it's just, Patriots, right? he talks about, well, he talks about his kids and, you know, which whatever he's doing. And so it's, I don't know. It's like voyeuristic to some degree, but the, I th- hopefully there's more, of the just like have a conversation stuff out there. And I think the next evolution of that would be the call in, be part of the conversation thing. I don't know, maybe, I don't know, who knows where, it doesn't matter. This is the problem. Like everything I'm, every everything I've ever done in my life is just like, well, this is, we got to turn this into a thing. Like, let's try not to, I don't, it's like one of the few things I just want to like not try to make into like a fucking thing. Just a love line for like 30 year olds. Yeah, exactly. It's 
tough out there. I'm in this marriage. And, uh... <laughs> like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, I'm not a doctor. That doesn't sound normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's been it's been probably five years, but I did go back and start li- like listening to the newer love lines. Oh, it's still on. Well, it was just, uh, it was no longer had, um, Dr. Drew. Carolla. Oh, was it, was it, it was Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. And Dr. Drew. And, uh, so it was still Dr. Drew. And then they got this other guy. And oh, I thought Dr. Drew had his own like thing. I think, so I, I don't know if Loveline, if it's still a thing, but um, at least at that point, like they were still doing this, you know, as a continuation and it was the same format. And you had so people, people call in with their sex problems or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's, all, relationship. Like, it's all young people, right? It's like people in their teens that don't have proper sex education or don't have anyone to ask the questions. I always found it kind of interesting because like you have such access to the internet now, like you can. Hmm, that's a good point. Anything, right? Um, but people still want to. They still want advice. Yeah, but like it's. I think what it is is there's too much stuff on the internet that you can't filter it out. It's like there maybe there's a time in which. It's like when you and I were growing up, there was nothing on the internet for that. There wasn't just like goofball stuff on Usenet or something. Yeah, I think and people then want people also they want. I mean, it's the it's the media entertainment aspect where like they want to be that's true talk to these people yeah they want to be able to see that they were on something that's true but still rolla did it it was like kind of stand-up right like he was oh yeah they're joking around well so like dr drew would try to be serious and then adam crawler yeah yeah it's like did your deck fall off or whatever that's more of a norm mcdonald but yeah, you're right. Huh. It looks like it's still on. So they probably, I mean, they certainly have a call in. I don't There's, know. It's just going to be a trend here. We used to call in. It's interesting. You know what is interesting? There's like a number of these podcasts that never get listened to at all by anybody. So like, if you think about like, any of these big podcasts, they've got like thousands and thousands of episodes, but there's ones where like a hundred people have, have listened to, you know, any one of them. So it's just like, you have to, you have to have them in order to like build this momentum. It's just interesting. Yeah. It's definitely not what it, it sounds like it's not what it used to, or it's not what it in its original form. But I think it's, I mean, it was legitimately people calling in for advice. Yeah, because you didn't have, like, you had a computer at school, maybe? (laughs) Right. Yeah, not everybody had them. But I mean, if you're a kid and you're trying to get, like, if you're trying to Google around for stuff, you're just, especially it's like sex stuff, all you're going to get is just porn and like Quora, like, like, people like giving weird advice on Quora or something. I mean, so it's not Yahoo answers anymore. Yeah. Which is just as bad. <laughs> I mean, Quora is just as bad as Yahoo answers at this point. But I still do think it's funny. I mean, the fact that people are still like 
looking for individuals. I think part of it is like, you're just looking for an individual to talk to. Yeah. I mean, in some cases professionals. So, well, yeah, but don't they always say like, this is not legal advice or this is not medical advice. You need to go talk to your doctor type of crap. Yeah. They're vectors. You should probably go to the doctor to check that out, but it's probably, but you're probably weird. <laughs> you know, not really. I mean, it's always like, oh yeah, it's totally normal. It's almost never the case. Like, yo, like what the fuck? What was it? Like after the person gets off the call, like, you know, you never heard is like, oh my God, I never heard of that before. Like that's fucking crazy. Never hear that. Oh my God. So many text messages. It's not normal. I don't know. So I got this date tomorrow with the masked lady. I'll let you know how it goes. Where are you guys going? We're going to like a lunch spot. So there's this place and it's like a grilled cheese restaurant that has like ice cream and things. It's very like 1950s lunch date. Okay. Yeah, what the hell? Why not? But it works. We'll see what happens. Invite her on the podcast. Met her on the po- invite her on the po- yeah, I could do that. Like, oh, okay. Hey, we talked about you in the last episode. I'm glad the whole mask situation worked out for the be- for the best. <laughs> Wasn't total disaster. Okay. All right, we'll talk next week. Good luck, man. Thank you. I'll let you know how it goes. Later. Peace.